0: And welcome back to the Caper Cast, a podcast all about cinematic heists, capers, stings, and more. I am Stephanie Cook and
1: I'm Whitney Gardner.
0: And we are here to explore famous films that fit into these genres, and more specifically, the heist genres. Mm -hmm. Uh, And today's film, very, very excited about today's film, uh, is Chicken Run. Chicken Run! I can't believe it. It's such a fun movie. It's from uh, 2000, uh, written and directed by Peter Lord and Nick Park. Nick Park, you will probably remember from the Wallace and Gromit films, the best, Uh, the best. And um, he just is like one of the masters of like claymation, and is. He has got a delightful sense of humor that I think is very specifically our brand of humor.
1: Yes. A lot of puns, a (laughs) -hmm. lot of very small, bad jokes. Yes.
0: Like, oh my God. There's a moment in Chicken Run and I paused to laugh at this for like a solid two minutes. But when (laughs) they're trying to learn how to fly, I'm jumping ahead. But when they're trying to learn to fly and he says, it's a thrust exercise. Instead of a trust exercise.
1: Yeah, it's (gasps) brutal. (laughs) And it's one of those where it's like, you don't hear it at first and then it hits you and you're like, oh, (laughs) Oh, it's
0: so good. So for anybody who's not familiar, now, you know, the level of humor (laughs) that we are talking about here
1: that we aspire to
0: truly like, I hope I am that punny someday. Uh, um, but chicken run is again uh about rocky uh, a rooster and ginger a chicken <laughs> uh and they have to escape from uh this farm where basically the hens lay eggs and if they stop kind of meeting their quotas they are you know they're made into dinner to be you know not sent off impressed. to the truck. yeah 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 so uh rocky uh air quotes, flies into the coop one day, and after they've exhausted all of their options, uh, when they try to escape by going under the coop, they realize, oh, we haven't tried going over the coop, and they recruit Rocky to try and help them, but quickly learn that uh, he might not be all he's cracked up to be. He's a circus rooster, and um, yeah, yeah. It's played by Mel Gibson.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Yes. Uh, and then the cast is rounded out with Julia uh, Sawalha uh, from like Abfab, absolutely fabulous. Timothy Spall, Amelda Staunton, Jane Horrocks, Benjamin Whitrow. Um, and yeah, it's such a delightful film. It's kind of dark in a way because like it's very much based on The Great Escape which is like not delightful and chipper and full (laughs) of puns Uh, and is very much about, you know, World War II prisoners uh, trying to break out of an escape proof prison. Uh, Right. And this is, you know, the Ardman take on
1: that. So a lot more chickens. Well, I mean, death is on the line for these chickens. This is also true. Yes.
0: Yeah. It really is life or death for them. And uh, they basically have to escape. Well, I, I actually missed a plot point because, um, you know, they are having to lay these eggs and, you know, meet their quotas. But is it Mrs. Tweedy? Is that her name? Mrs. That's what I, I believe so. Yes. So she gets tired of the measly amounts of money that they make off of the eggs she sees a flyer that literally says are you tired of the measly scraps you make from chicken (laughs) eggs or whatever and uh it's a machine that basically you put a chicken in and it comes out a pie so Mm -hmm. they're now planning to get rid of all the chickens and become a chicken pot pie factory basically so um they ri- that, that lights a fire under their little chicken bums. Yes, so we see. now
1: have a we now have a ticking clock. Yeah, yeah. So, I kind of like that. All the escape attempts were made before Rocky even comes on the scene. Like Ginger's obviously the brains of the operation. Uh, she has her like nerdy gadgety engineering companion. And they're, like, building things, and the chickens are always asking her, like, what's the next plan? What's the next plan? And I feel like it would be so easy for Rocky to fly in and be like, here's how you get out, chickens. I'm the dude, and I know everything. I think it's kind of nice to see this, like, cocky rooster come in and have him not take over and be the brains of everything.
0: Yeah, he is kind of just letting her steer this ship and he's a part of it. And I think part of it though, like is that he's enamored with her, but then he also is a bit of a, a a con man in his own way. Right. It's a bit like how to steal a million where they just kind of assume something (laughs) and you know, everyone else goes along with it, not kind of realizing, you know, What's really going on? And Rocky is just like, yeah, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. That's the thing.
1: Because he desperately doesn't want to go back to the circus. And he's like, I just need to hide out here in Lalo.
0: Yes. So they work out their deal. Like the hens hide him. He helps them escape by going over the fence, which mm-hmm. is like ridiculous. It's a ridiculous fence for a chicken coop. But Obviously, again, they did a very
1: good job of making the pen look like a prison. (laughs) Yes, it's pretty intense for a chicken coop.
0: But like, yeah, Mrs. Tweedy is an an intense person. She's got like those intense buggy eyed dogs, their collars. (laughs) And uh, Mr. Tweedy, obviously, who you think is like menacing, but is actually kind of a bumbling. A bumbling dum-dum.
1: Yeah, he goes back and forth a lot because in the beginning of the movie, he seems pretty intense and intent on, you know, keeping these chickens in line. And as we go on, he turns way more into like a bumbling, like, are the chickens plotting? No. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Like, (laughs) He he goes through this phase where
0: he's, you know, like trying to he's almost a conspiracy theorist. Right. He's trying to convince Mm -hmm. his wife they're conspiring. They're organized. And she's like, stop. Like they're not, they're chickens.
1: That's a question I had for you. Is she his wife? Because at one point she's like, I'm Mrs. Tweedy. And he looks at her and goes, Mrs. And I'm like, are they married? Are they brother and sister? What is the relationship here? Maybe I didn't
0: pick up on that when I heard that line. Cause that's in reference to when they reveal their brand for the chicken pot pies, and it's Mrs. Tweedy's chicken pies. So I thought, she's like, like,
1: it gives it a feminine touch.
0: Yeah, yeah, it makes them trust you. Uh, so, like, I I didn't pick up on that initially because, like, I really just thought they were. Maybe they are
1: married. I would, just was surprised. I don't. They had no chemistry, Stephanie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they're also. She's very intense. And then no, he know. again goes through those phases. But I wouldn't be surprised if they were also like brother or sister. But like, I feel like they just don't explore that at all. I at just all. assumed yeah. they were husband and wife. But yeah, it's a very fun movie. I, was, I wasn't I was surprised at how well it held up. Like Ardman, I feel like, is pretty good at, you know, holding that quality over the years. Hmm. but it was still very fun to revisit and just get to watch it again. Cause like, I can't remember the last time I saw this.
1: I can't either. I think it might've even been on like VHS or something. I know it's year 2000. So it was probably not on VHS, but it feels like that's how long ago it was.
0: You know what? VHS still existed up until about like 2003 or 2004. Cause like I worked for a movie store in high school And DVD was primarily the thing, but, like, I had to have worked there in, like, 2003 or 2004. And the last VHS we ever got in that I remember was Kill Bill Volume 1. On VHS? Yeah. Wow. That was, like, we stocked both the DVD and the VHS of Kill Bill. And I remember having to put that on the shelves and being, like, how do you get these on the shelves? They're so bulky. Like, (laughs) it was just... You know, well maybe I, I did see chicken run on VHS. I don't know. Yeah. I mean you might have seen it on DVD. Like DVD was pretty prominent then too. Yeah. But I'm just saying it did technically also exist then too, relatively prominently. Uh sure. I guess it kind of depends on where you lived. <laughs> uh in Prince Edward Island, when I lived there in like 2010, there was definitely still a VHS store. So I believe that. Yeah. Uh, trying to see, like, hmm. Oh, here it actually did, like, really well. It's the best, uh, like, I think it's the best selling, is that's not really the the highest grossing, grossing animated or claymation film ever. I can't believe that it was apparently it grossed. Or do you want to guess, or are no, you like, I'm really bad okay. at okay, okay, money? Okay. Who knows? Yeah. It grossed 200 million. Is that what that is? 200 million? I think that's 227 million. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 227 million is how much it grossed. So it did like extremely well for all of them. And
1: I feel like if you had asked me like which stop motion movie made the most money ever, Chicken Run would not be the top of my list. I might say like Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Or is I there mean, a difference between claymation and stop motion?
0: Hmm, that's interesting. I, I'll look that up afterwards because I was, again, pulling <clears throat> trivia for later on and was just like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Oh, that's like
1: very successful.
0: Yeah. It actually has a really interesting. And again, this is jumping the gun here on things, but it actually has a really interesting place in cinematic history. Did you know that it was the catalyst to the best animated feature award at the Oscars? What? No. So there was such a commotion for um, Chicken Run to be nominated for the best picture award at the Oscars the year it came out. And the Academy wound up not actually like putting it on the ballot for best picture, but it was like such an uproar because it was like everybody's favorite film that it wound up creating this discussion about the need for a best animated film category and because of chicken run the category got made and the following year shrek was the first film to win best animated picture at the oscars in 2001 that's crazy yeah. So Chicken Run. Wow. Is this is a big movie. Right. It is genuinely a huge cinematic film. It changed how we like consider what we consider best pictures and like allowed for animated features to be taken more seriously.
1: in That's amazing. Cinematic history. Right? Oh Chicken Run. I had no idea. Right. So cool. I was sitting here in my "Mm, Wallace and Gromit is, you know, better, like snobby corner over here. But hearing all that, I'm like, you know what? Go chicken run. My gosh. Right? And like Wallace and
0: Gromit is fantastic. So if any of you haven't seen any of like the Sean the Sheep or the Wallace and Gromit stuff, it is like A plus claymation. So, so
1: good. Aardman is like the best. They'll never um, let you down. If you need to be cheered up, just put one of them on and you're going to have a good time. And I'm pretty sure they're all on
0: Netflix, at least in Canada. Um, But yeah, Chicken Run, it's hard for Americans to process, you know, anything that's not made in the U.S. So I think like Wallace and Gromit and all those other things weren't necessarily the heavy hitters that they might have been. Had right. North Americans been a little more open to, we're going to air quotes, foreign cinema, because well, that's sure. not foreign, but you know.
1: I was just an artsy fartsy kid, I guess.
0: <laughs> I loved them too, but I think it's hard for them. They're not always as mainstream here as they are, obviously. Well, right. And,
1: you know, they chucked Mel Gibson into this one and everyone's on board. Exactly. Now everyone would not be on board, but... What? <laughs> I was trying to, I was
0: looking at the cast and I was like, oh, surely there will be like big names in this film aside from Mel Gibson. But realistically, like they're not big Americanized right. names. They are big names, like absolutely fabulous. It's a huge show, obviously in yes. the UK, but like, it's a little bit more niche in North America. Like it's not, you know, people still know it. And like lots of people have obviously seen it. At least it, in but...
1: 2000, it was probably super niche in yeah. North yeah. America. And to, like now, I think film. more people would know the reference.
0: Yeah, I agree. But like Imelda Staunton, I mean, is now known for Harry Potter and tons mm-hmm. of other things. And I know she's existed before this, <laughs> but again, proving the no one American audience.
1: before <laughs> Chicken Run.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's not just a huge film in cinematic history. It actually <laughs> founded the world as we know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, yeah, like, it's uh, it's hard to imagine kind of pitching these actors and actresses before their big Americanized roles. Right. So, yeah, I think I, I can't imagine what Chicken Run would have been without Mel Gibson. And, I mean, I'm not saying thank God for Mel Gibson in this, but... <laughs>
1: No, they did the thing. They cast a very big name at the time, American actor, to get more people on board, and it worked.
0: Yeah, and there's actually, like, a bunch of Braveheart references and stuff in the film. Like, when the... Yeah, when the chicken... I I forget which one it is, but when they're doing the flying lessons and one of them goes, freedom! (sighs) And, like, there's a bunch of quotes from Braveheart that are, like, Sprinkled into it. In? Yeah. I see. So, you know, making it good. But okay. We haven't even touched on the, again, I'm doing a lot of air quotes here and I'm saying air quotes because Whitney can see my air quotes, but like <laughs> <laughs> listeners cannot. But we haven't gotten into the heist portion of this, which we're planning on discussing. But first, I wanted to have a quick little commercial break and hear from. Our sponsors, and we will be back with our thoughts on the heist. If you need some things on the sly, whether your job is planned or on the fly, you can always rely on the Gadget Go. Open from late until early, 365 days a year. And we are back. Oh, that was a great ad. You should definitely check those guys out.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Always good in a pinch. So yeah, here we are, once again, debating whether or not a movie from our heist list is, in fact, a heist. (laughs) How do we keep doing this? I don't know. The list (laughs) is letting (laughs) us down. We are so excited.
0: We, we really did try to curate the list before we even started recording these episodes. And, uh, you know, we're like, oh, wow, this is on here. Awesome. And we pulled all of these titles from greatest heist movies of all time and just kind of jumbled together a bunch of things. And I think we wound up having about like 90 titles
1: on the list. It's a long list. And now it's... I'm kind of wondering, oh, is this why the list is long? Because some movies on this list might not, in fact, be a heist movie.
0: Yeah. And obviously, we started off the caper cast with Snatch, which in retrospect is just um, not a heist movie so much as a series of failed heists. Mm-hmm. And Chicken Run, while delightful and again, a cinematic masterpiece and historical a, piece
1: of a cinema. Treasure. <laughs> a
0: treasure. Uh, but it has forced us to kind of re examine once again our escape movies also heists. I think comparing, in my mind, Snatch to Chicken Run, Chicken mm. Run has a lot more of uh, the elements.
1: Yeah, Chicken Run has, I think, edges out Snatch, because we have p- lots of planning, we have people on the team that have different jobs, we have blueprints, we have, you know, schemes and failed attempts, and but they're not they're not trying to steal anything. No, they're trying to steal I mean, they're themselves. Trying to steal freedom. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, they're the precious commodity to Missus Tweedy, and they're trying to escape. The heist is them. The heist is the chickens.
1: Right. I so mean,
0: is it a heist? Yeah, and we again have had this discussion before. Well, not this exact discussion, but we've had a similar discussion recently on Snatch. So. I decided to ask Twitter, you know, good old Twitter for their thoughts on this. And I said, they do. There was like a lot of really great responses. So I said, do you think that escape movies are a subgenre of heist movies or that they're at all related? What is a heist movie? Is it only when something's being stolen or can a heist film be something comprised of specific elements, but not necessarily a robbery? So again, kind of like what we just talked about, like scheming, the gadgets Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So uh, uh, B.N. Acker said, I think that they and con movies share DNA. My instinct is to put them all under the caper movie umbrella, but the escape movies that spring to mind tend to be less bouncy prison movies than caper implies. All are about plans going wrong until they go right. The tropes and conventions of planning and execution are cut from the same cloth too, I think. So I think heist films can have escape built into them. Uh, and then he said, are there any non-prison Stalag escape films? Is Shawshank an escape film or does it transcend? So <laughs> questions being posed back. Um, and then uh, at underscore T Beaver said, infiltration, suspense, and planning are the three elements I think a movie needs to be fo- uh, needs to focus around to be
1: called a heist movie. So I think that's fair, too. Although I think if we go by that, then Chicken Run is definitely a heist movie. Yeah. Because they absolutely infiltrate that big pie making machine Mm -hmm. and like see what's up with that. There's definitely planning. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think if you're just kind of thinking about the three elements, there are numerous kind of heist elements to pull from and... This definitely includes, again, a lot more comparatively to our debut episode film, Snatch. Right. So then we had uh, Zero Efficiency said, heist movie is a bit of a misnomer because you can apply the formula to a lot of stuff. Heist films have a particular structure, introduce characters, make plan, get in, change plan, get out. Escape room films are basically just the introduce slash plan and get out parts. Inception, for example, is a heist film despite doing basically the opposite of stealing something. Uh, You meet the heist team, they plan, things go wrong, they adapt, they still execute the goal, and they get out. Or do they? (laughs) That's just like a spoiler. But speaking of that too, Inception is actually on our list uh, of potential films to talk about.
1: Um, We'll We'll get there when we get there. We will. But
0: that is a very good point. Uh, They also went on to quickly say Avengers Endgame has an entire heist film sequence for the first two acts. The third act is We Get the Stuff, Now Let's Use It, which is fairly uncommon in heist films. But the MCU is a weird thing to film anyway,
1: they said. Well, I can't really talk too much about the MCU. I I don't, I'm not, I haven't seen all the Avengers. I know. I mean, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Like, I make comics. And I haven't, I'm sorry. Okay, people? Get it together, Whitney. Our
0: next podcast oh. is going to be introducing <laughs> Whitney to the MCU. Uh, that oh, no. Would
1: people fun. will but, probably like that.
0: Yeah, but then also, people in fandom have strong opinions, so. Oh, do we'll they just,
1: We'll just stick to old
0: movies that people probably don't have as strong I, opinions about.
1: I feel like another big thing for heist movies is that the getaway part is stealthy. Yeah. And in Chicken Run, it's anything but. Yes. I mean, our escape it, plan is not we are going to do this under the cover of night. No one will ever know. It's like we build a giant. Oh, should I not? It's been 21 years. Yeah, it's fine. You we build a it. giant plane. <laughs> using all the chicken coops and the tools that we have found and gotten these like two rats, we've bribed them to find us uh, bits and pieces and tools. And we're just going to build a plane and fly it on out of here, which is definitely not that heisty sort of stealthy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I secretly had the diamond in my pocket the whole time or whatever.
0: Although, although to that effect, okay, I have two points here which comes back to the plane. But in terms of like the flashiness, I'd argue that another film that's on our list is Baby Driver and Baby Driver is not stealthy at all.
1: Good point. Very true. Getaway cars, getaway planes. Okay. Okay. I see it.
0: And like the film obviously revolves around the driver. So it's like, can't be like, well, we did a stealthy getaway and that's the end of the movie.
1: No, then it's not fun. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, (sighs)
1: good but point
0: then, right but i think it'll be interesting to see how our show and our conversation progresses on all this as we explore more of these like we're gonna get like
1: very like hmm but what about this as yes time it's goes gonna on be, uh fun uh i feel like okay some of these tweets and our discussion just now about baby driver may have changed my mind now and i feel like okay chicken Run can stay on the list it also has that incredibly satisfying
0: reveal moment because like you kind of know what they're doing. You know, that they're planning on going over, you know, that they're planning on flying, but you don't know what it is that they're making and what it is that they're doing, but then their hands, their wings get forced and um, they have to just be like, we're going tonight. It's tonight. And, That satisfying thing where they just pull everything down, like they change all the coops into the plane and they pull everything together. It's so satisfying watching. It is very the satisfying. coops basically Voltron together. <laughs> 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 That's right. Into that giant plane. It's so good. Uh but yeah, like it's it's not stealthy at all. I love that they
1: have the little laneways and everything, though. Like they thought to like make I a know, runway. Megan. As if they're like, I've never touched grass, but I know what a runway at an airport looks like. I know. And my one, my one,
0: one, one qualm with the finale kind of, or like the, the final break, prison break scene is um, Ginger has gone down onto like the string of lights to try and get rid of Mrs. Tweedy, who's pulling them down to the ground. And... You know, she's swinging the axe and there's that reveal where you're like, oh no, she's cut Ginger's head off. This is awful. But then it's revealed that she's just holding up both ends of...
1: right. And like, my one thing is like, how strong is this chicken? That was my one issue too. I thought, oh no, this is going to be way too nitpicky. I'm not going to bring it up. But I swear my one issue was when that was happening, they like built a little ramp to get the, to get the thrust right and get the plane over the fence. And she's, Ginger at one point has to try and lift this little wooden ramp by herself And you're like, oh, no, is she going to be able to lift it? And then Rocky comes and helps her lift it. And she can't lift up this piece of wood, but she can hold up an entire human (laughs) woman with one hand. Yeah. And, like, not even just, like, she's, like, fully, like, moving it up, too. Like, she
0: holds it up in that kind of, like, almost, like, cheersing gesture. Like, uh. Like, uh. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. But, like, and I, I want to just like the inner child in me wants to just be like, yeah, whoosh, got her. But then also like the writer in me is like, wait a second.
1: She's a chicken. I know. I I want to just I wanted to just give it to him. I agree. I feel like my editor would have yelled at me for this. Right? But whatever, we made it through the whole movie. Chicken's built a plane. Who cares? I know. It's it's
0: true. It's ultimately a delightful movie. It's so much fun. And I think, again, like Snatch, it has enough elements for us to, you know, consider this a heist movie. Or again, I think Ben had a really good example, or way of explaining it, that it's under the caper umbrella. Mm -hmm. Again, we're the caper cast, so. Right. I feel like it's in the family. Yeah, exactly. And I suspect as we go on, there's definitely going to be more of these where we're like, is this really a heist film or is this an escape film?
1: Yeah. I think that's going to come up a couple more times if I had to guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I don't think that Shawshank is in the family though.
0: No, I definitely wouldn't. I mean, it's (laughs) like escape film. Yes. But I think it's like more of like a prison drama. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. I've never actually admittedly like you haven't seen a lot of the MCU stuff I've never seen all of Shawshank so we can live in well I don't think it's a caper
1: (laughs) I I mean yeah the person on Twitter who said does it transcend I think sure let's just say that it transcends
0: (laughs) yeah um but it's yeah it's it's definitely worth kind of just like pondering and talking about but I was kind of looking at our list too uh, to see if the Great Escape had wound up on this list because like surely oh yeah if chicken run is on this list then the Great Escape would be on here too but it is not so mm. know. do we watch the Great Escape at some point in time and compare it to, to is
1: chicken the run? wrong trousers on our list
0: you know what I don't know uh it is not. But we See, now that's an
1: ARDMAN one that I think is very heisty. We definitely have a, a criminal and we have a giant diamond and Ooh. we break into a museum. I feel like if there was any ARDMAN movie that was going to be a heist, wrong trousers might be it. Well, I think we should explore this and <laughs> add
0: it to the list. I why mean, why not? We currently have, again, I like, we had like a bullet point list and then I decided to number them instead. And I was like, wow, we have 88 movies on here. What's adding one more? What's one more? We've got all the time in the world. Hey, freelance I want to see them all. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear some trivia in the meantime? I absolutely do. All right. So Babs, who is the absent-minded kind of knitter uh, hen, Right,
1: right. Very cute.
0: So cute. Uh, Her knitting is actually real. So that was actual knitting that was like actually being done. And they used toothpicks that they did up as little like knitting needles for her. Oh,
1: my goodness. That's attention to detail. Right?
0: Um, Ginger and Rocky were named after two of the co... uh, What? Oh, they were (laughs) named after uh, the two code writer and co-directors, uh, Nick Park's Childhood Pet Chickens. That was a very awkwardly worded thing. <laughs> Nick Park's Childhood Pet Chickens. Nope. That still didn't,
1: whatever. You know what I mean. He had chickens as yep. pets and they yes. were named Rocky and Ginger. Yes. Okay. However,
0: the name Rocky in correlation to chickens just makes me think of that animated movie Rockadoodle.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: There's a movie I
1: haven't thought of ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to explain this movie to my partner recently. He's like, you made that up. I'm like, I did not. And I tried to sing him a song from it. He's like, you continue to just be making this up. I'm like, I swear (laughs) this is a movie that kids watched. And like, now I just really want to make him watch it. But I feel like it's going to be a very hard sell. And he's going to somehow think that I created an entire movie and dated it animation-wise, out of spite. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. It was a prank the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Okay, here's
0: another one. So when it came to the creation of the chickens, the claymation chickens, it took a week to create three or four of them. So each one was designed with armature underneath that acted as a skeleton, and the rods were used whenever a chicken ran or flew. So the puppets were then manipulated and photographed 24 times for every second of film. That's so much. That's a lot. Several puppets were produced because plasticine isn't durable, so silicon was used too. Uh, And that made it more durable and saved time. There was 100 individual stages in order to create uh, one chicken. What? So halfway through production, the animators had gone through three thousand three hundred and seventy pounds of plasticine. I, I have no words. That's so much. And okay, because you weren't good at like you know movie money numbers. Sure. How sure. many feathered and costume puppets do you think were created in the film? Or
1: made for the film. How many, like, puppets were there? hmm Hmm. There was, like, 25 chickens alone. <laughs> and I'm sure that there was, like, each chicken had, like you said, multiple, multiple iterations. Hmm. hmm, hmm. Let's say... 250.
0: You'd be close if you doubled it and then added 63.
1: (laughs) Stephanie. (laughs) Next (laughs) time I'm just going to be like 5,000. I'm just going to overshoot it because I always undershoot. I mean, to be fair, if it was Prices right
0: rules, you'd be fine. Uh, but I guess 563. There were
1: 563. Damn it. My mind. The first number I thought was 500. And I'm like, surely not 500. Let's go 250. Damn it.
0: <laughs> so many. Can you imagine just being in like a warehouse? Like imagine like hoarders, but then everything is just like claymation chickens. chickens?
1: That's kind of like creepy doll room, but to the next level. <laughs> Like, and all their hands creepy? are doing that little Ardman thing.
0: Yeah. I actually have like um Ardman released a limited set of like figures a while ago. And they're um Batman. I have a Catwoman, a Batman, a Superman, and a little Joker and Robin that are all done by Ardman. What? Because they did these series of shorts for I think the Cartoon Network. And they just like Ardman animated these short little Videos and Catwoman, and like her little short is just coughing up a hairball. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. But I have like, I got rid of like a lot of my nerdy stuff a while back, but like I, I couldn't get rid of ARDMAN stuff. Like, no, sure. So um, all right. I've got one more fact. And then we have like exciting chicken news, like current news to discuss. Yeah. Like really exciting news. So, all right. We didn't actually name the person. I think we just kind of said, there's a gadget person who helps out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that character in the film is named Mac. So Mac... It was hard to keep all the names straight. It's true. It's true. I had to look up, like, like, the knitting chicken is named Babs. And I was like, Babs, do they ever actually call her Babs? But whatever. Not the point. Um, <laughs> my cat is insisting on being very lumpy right now um anyways so early in development Mac's name was short for McNugget
1: oh no (laughs) I love it like I know very cute right but also oh no I know and I think
0: it's technically not supposed to be short for that anymore because like she's Scottish she's just you know Mac like It's just meant to be a strong Scottish name, but I'm
1: very delighted.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm delighted that they were like, let's name this character McNugget. Like, that's a thing to do.
1: So, I sent you
0: this article yesterday.
1: I couldn't believe the text when it came through. And um, it's almost more relevant to the caper cast I know. After reading it, I was like, well, this is, yeah. th- are they spying on us? Did they know we watched this movie? Like, it was so, we had just finished watching it and bing, my phone, I get a text, it's Steph. They are making a chicken run <gasps> sequel. A sequel! And what?
0: it's going to be so good. It's like with Netflix, so it'll hopefully be widely distributed and available, you know, fairly quickly once they kind of get it all together. But it's been like in the works for a while. Oh, wait, here. This is where I pulled this quote from Whitney. All right. This is from the Variety article that announced this big, you know, this epic sequel. (laughs) So, Two decades after its release, Chicken Run remains the highest grossing stop motion animated film of all time. Stop motion. So, what yeah. is all of them? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, it said um, the first time around, Aardman's legendary award winning stop motion innovators, Peter Lord and Nick Park, directed. But for this film, Oscar nominated uh, Paranorman and Flushed Away director Sam Fell will direct the film.
1: I can't Um, wait. I'm excited.
0: Right? Uh, They've been working on the script for years, apparently. And this time, and this is a quote, this time they're breaking in. And then they (laughs) share. It's a heist. It's It's a heist. This is actually the true reason we did this movie. We just wanted an excuse to talk about this exciting chicken run news and nobody else would listen to us unless we created a whole podcast. (laughs) Uh, So, Netflix's Chicken Run sequel will turn on Ginger, now living in a human-free chicken paradise. There, Ginger and Rocky hatch an egg together, uh, and their daughter Molly is born. The girl grows up quickly, as children do, Belle explained, and Molly begins to outgrow the island. At the same time, rumors start to float of a new and terrible threat on the mainland, forcing Ginger to rally her troops and put their own hard-won freedom at risk for the good of all chicken kind.
1: <laughs> I wonder
0: what it could be. Right? And then they said it was so much fun getting seeing these chickens back in action again. All the gadgets, the kit were kind of moving towards an almost tribute to Mission Impossible with elements of heist and how they're gonna pull off this amazing break in, is what they said.
1: I can't wait.
0: But then that also made me realize that Mission Impossible, the first one, is technically a heist. And it got added to the list. So, sorry. Spoilers.
1: Keeps on growing.
0: Can't stop the heists. We're going to be doing this podcast at two episodes a month for the rest of our lives. (laughs) Bring it. Uh, But, like, I can't tell you. I love the Mission Impossible movies a lot. I also, as we've discussed, love the Fast and the Furious movies a lot. So, the fact that, like, Chicken Run is merging with mission impossible makes me so happy like so (laughs) irrationally happy i can't wait
1: it's gonna be bonkers
0: right so i guess i don't they don't have a release date for that i mean i'm guessing that's probably a few years out still they got 3 three
1: thousand tons of (laughs) plasticine so i'm sure it's gonna take a little while
0: and I'm sure everybody always makes their sequels like bigger and better and like all that stuff, but oh, what's that we'll gonna see. look like? I'm I'm very, very, very excited for this. And like, what's the title gonna be? Is it just I don't chicken or 2 it's, I'm like thinking no, of chicken it's pies. It's gotta have a little
1: pun it's in got that.
0: Be. I'd be disappointed in ardman if there wasn't a pun title. Like a little bit,
1: right? There'll be something.
0: There's got to be. There's got to be. So
1: I think that's like pretty much all we have to say currently about Chicken Run until the sequel comes out. The sequel comes out and we'll do an emergency episode. Maybe we'll all watch along at the same time. That'd be the best. So good. But uh,
0: yeah, we are watching next time. I'm going to mess this up. Uh, I looked at a pronunciation guide and I have it here, but. A copy. (laughs) Thank you for saving me. (laughs) That's what we're going to watch from 1964. So uh, Ben Acker, who gave us that lovely little bit uh, on his thoughts of escape heists and capers and all that stuff, recommended this to us and said it was like a gold standard of a heist movie. So if it's not Ben, I'm coming for you. So (laughs) hopefully there will be no debate. Yeah, we will. It sounds very heisty from the synopsis that I read.
1: And another super vintage one.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited. Like, how to steal a million set the bar very high it for did. at the bare minimum the costumes and like the sets. Yep. So I- I'm interested to see how this one kind of pans out too.
1: Me yeah, too.
0: We're gonna have that one up. You know, I mean, relatively. We're banking episodes right now. So it's yeah. like, this is so far away for us, but like for you, it'll be a couple of weeks away. So you should tune in and join us for that. Uh, and in the meantime, Winnie and I have like some other things that we
1: occasionally work on. This like thing that is our job. Right. We haven't really talked about our like, our life, not our lives, but like yeah. what we do outside of watching heist movies. Yeah, we did not do a good job of introing who we are. We were just like, people will know, it's fine. We're just like, it's us, it's movies, we're having fun, who cares? <laughs> exactly. But maybe we should talk about it. Steph, what do you have going on in your life?
0: I like that you, I, I thought for sure you were going to like, be like, this is what I have. But I love that you were like, Steph, you. Uh so I have a book coming out, which by the time this episode is released into the world, will be almost here, um, or maybe here. Whoa. I don't know what time it is. Wow. Um, I know. But I have a middle grade graphic novel called Paranorthern and the Chaos Bunny, a Hopcalypse. Uh, and that'll be here <laughs> July 13th. Uh, so I'm very, very excited about that.
1: I have I read it. it. It's adorable. It's wonderful. If you like Thank you chicken run and movies with puns and goofy things, it will be right up your alley. It's great.
0: Thank you. you. There's like one, I swear, there's like maybe one pop culture reference to the 90s in there. And I just read a review and somebody was like, oh, there's like some old pop culture references in here. And it's like the smallest, slightest reference to like
1: Cool Runnings. Steph, don't read reviews. What are you
0: doing? I know. But somebody (laughs) was like, I was like, is it that obscure? If you picked up on this kind of obscure, like, quote that isn't a direct quote, it was just kind of like an homage? Right. Anyways, that wasn't a very good If you like
1: extremely obscure references to 90s movies, you will love this book. And if you don't spot it, don't say anything. (laughs) Exactly. There's only
0: one, I swear. Uh, you know, just in case that isn't your thing. But you can uh, check it out at paranorthern.net. So if you go there, that'll take you to my publisher's page with all of the info on it and all of the places that you can pre-order it or buy it if it's already out. I don't know what time it is anymore. <laughs> uh, but Whitney, you also have something very exciting.
1: I know, a week or two before Stephanie's book comes out. <laughs> My book comes out. It is also a middle grade graphic novel. It's titled long distance. It's about this girl who moves away from her best friend and her two dads are very worried about her being lonely. So they send her to a camp to try and make new friends. And it's a bit of a crazy camp where some strange things are happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can find it at bit.ly slash LD pre Even if the book is out, I'm sure you can still buy the book from that link. Or you could sure. just Google long distance and my name and it'll come up or go to my Twitter. I never shut up about it. Please buy our There's- books. We've worked very, very hard on them. <laughs> we really have. Like, I feel
0: like we need like an entirely separate podcast to just talk about how much time and energy goes into writing in general but like graphic novels specifically we've been like working on these for years literally years yeah so it's bananas not unlike
1: to a claymation movie
0: <laughs> right there's so many moving parts and although we did neither of us had to you know Manually built chicken. There's still a lot of things that go into having a comic book come to life, a graphic novel. So please buy we our sh- books.
1: Yes, we sure would appreciate
0: it. We're excited. We're excited we to be want doing to make this. You laugh. exactly. We're excited to be making comics. We're excited to be talking about heists and capers and doing all the things. So and if you can't get enough of us in the meantime, too, we also did a DD one-shot kind of episode oh my gosh that's right yeah dude we're just doing
1: all the things
0: oh, we really are so you can check out the diecast podcast tales from troll skull and uh our good friend john who was the dm he was wonderful he put together an amazing adventure for us he was great it was so much fun we will reprise those roles someday so you'll have those episodes to jump back to and then we'll be
1: back to it again someday there too You can rest assured that if it's nerdy and goofy and fun, we're involved somehow. Really true. This has been like the longest
0: outro, but if you want to talk to us about uh, Chicken Run, or if you want to talk to us about any of the films we've talked about before, or any of the films to come, you can reach out to us on our personal Twitters. I am at HelloCookie, and Whitney is. I'm at Hey Whitney. If you would rather send us an old-fashioned email, because now that's old-fashioned, you can... uh, reach out to podcast at capercast.com and uh, send in your suggestions, comments, questions, anything there. Or if you go to capercast.com, you can leave us a voice message. What bananas? That's it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, this has been great. Stay
1: safe out there.
0: The CaperCast is hosted by Stephanie Cook and Whitney Gardner. It is produced by Stephanie Cook. Our theme music is by the very talented Emily Milling.